Hello, ladies and gentlemen who might be watching, of course. I am welcome to another session of Own Your Yes Live. I'm your host, Valera Wilson, and this is where we have our weekly chats and hear from amazing, resilient women who share their stories and struggles on the way to success and the lessons learned along the way. Um, I am so happy today to have Melissa Powell. She's the CEO and founder of PocMe. And we're going to talk about pursuing your purpose and your passion. And so I, I can't wait to dig into that because so often it's easy to get focused on the goal or the next or to chase things because maybe it looks good to someone else. But I think it takes some special introspection to really think about what is that we're passionate about and purpose to do. So thank you so much, Melissa, for joining. Um, I would love to share, share with listeners your background and what you do today. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's um, I love uh, having these kinds of discussions. Uh, so as Valera said, everybody, uh, my name is Melissa Powell, and I am the founder and CEO of PacMe Inc., um, and we are a SaaS company that focuses on simplifying and uh, resolving issues centered around high-skilled immigration. Um, so Pakbi actually, it came from piece of cake migration. So I know people are always wondering, where do you get that name from? Um, but that's really what we, we try to do, make it an easier process. Mm -hmm. um, and we just, in that respect, uh, basically, we help people to move or facilitate high-skilled migration mm -hmm. um, based on jobs. Yeah. And so we connect people to jobs in other countries um, and then help them through the entire process. Uh, in that respect, we just uh, launched another product and that is focused on the repatriation side. So if there are people out there who want to go back to their home countries or move to the countries of their ancestors, we can connect them to jobs that, um, to companies that are looking for uh, international talent or with cultural affinity. So, oh, that is awesome. Oh, yeah. go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. That's it in a nutshell. So, we're, we're good. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I, I'm just sitting here, I, I'm listening and think, wow, who knew? You know, I know that I've heard of ex, expat and all, but, you know, to actually talk to someone who does it for, a living and that's your business um that's that's unique and amazing work and it's definitely i know that we've talked about you know you shared your your initial starting out of where you started in your career and so i would love maybe for you to share you know where you started out in your career and what challenges presented themselves along the way to get you to doing this because it's they're totally different things based on what I know we know. Yeah. So, um, so basically if you asked me 20 years ago, you know, what my passion is, what my drive is, I would have told you I'm going to be the greatest architect out there in life. Um, and I do still have the passion for architecture. Uh, so that's what I studied first. And I worked in the field for a while, um, moved into construction management because I, felt like I needed to learn to manage. If I was gonna have my own architectural firm, I'd have to learn to manage the, the whole process. Um, and so I did that for quite a few years. Um, and a part of that journey took me, I'm from Jamaica originally, and a part of that journey took me to uh, the United States to work. 
And so I went through the whole work permit processing and all of that stuff. I am, I am my customer. <laughs> um, and eventually I um, moved to Spain and then moved back to Jamaica. Um, and throughout that entire process, people knowing my experience would always reach out and ask me, you know, how, um, how to move to another country and, and keep your career, like not teach English or um, change just because I want to move. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, for years that continued. And while I was in Jamaica working, I realized also how important my uh, international experience was to uh, the company I was working for, as well as the people within that company, right? Um, and so I decided, you know, I think this, I was like, this is, this process should be much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, why isn't it much easier now, almost 10 years later, after I first did it using yahoo.com? Wow. <laughs> now, there's like, now there's like Monster and LinkedIn, which we're on now, which is an amazing platform. Um, but people are still having problems when it comes down to them trying to move to another country. So I said, you know, let me look into how to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got my first start at it by going to the Branson Center for Entrepreneurship where they helped me to create some kind of a plan and kind of flesh out the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was doing that, and as I looked more into this process, I realized that it was so much more of a problem than just the fact that people can't move across borders easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned about how important high-skilled immigration is to the growth of countries to innovation and creating jobs. Um, I understood as well how much if we had leaders that, um, and this is something for me, I've always been someone who has been empathetic to to people in general and just, you know, want people to get along. I mean, everybody wants that, right? But I I kind of actively (laughs) um, do that. And so, as I was doing the research and realizing, oh, this is a this is a major problem because we have huge labor shortages. The talent mm-hmm. mobility space has like it's totally defragmented. People are all over the place. Um, I said, you know, we really need to also have um, leaders who are uh, moving across borders. The more leaders we have who have experienced international work, is the more. Um, they will be tolerant and understanding of other cultures, which I don't mean to sound, you know, beauty pageant-ish, but it eventually uh, does um, help to improve on the peace that's within this world, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because of that knowledge and understanding of other cultures. Mm -hmm. So that um, is really what drove me to keep going um, and building this this business out into, into what it is now. Um, what, what, really what were you, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. What were, you know, I, and I'm, as I'm listening to you, it's interesting. And, um, it sounds like you start to unravel the fact that it was a greater problem as you start to figure out that you wanted to make it into a business. Um, what were some of the challenges that presented themselves along the way? Because you were coming from being an employee, to now moving into something that you were passionate about because of what you'd experienced. And I think of uh, so many people, a lot of times our pain becomes part of our purpose or our our passion. Um, What were the challenges though that maybe 
presented themselves on along along the way to you standing this business up? Well, there are so many. <laughs> <laughs> we can laugh about it now, right? You know, we can laugh about it now, but so uh, well, one is the fact that I completely shifted into another um, space, which which included three different industries. So there, there is the HR industry, there is the technology industry, and the, the immigration industry that I had to learn. Um, and then uh, there's also, of course, um, growing up in a heavily colonial um, island, <laughs> um, I the way that we're brought up is that, you know, you you kind of work your way up and you can't necessarily come up with these these amazing things mm. at such a young age or whatever it is. So there's a lot of mm. imposter syndrome that comes up with that. Mm. And then some of that imposter syndrome was also fueled um, by, you know, as I was moving through these spaces, uh, I, I have been disrespected and um, just taken advantage of or underestimated because mm -hmm. of my size, my color, and mm -hmm. my gender, right? Um, you know, who's this Who is this girl? She's this little island girl who is not old enough to be anybody's mother. So what could she possibly know, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so those things caused a lot of, of problems. I've had people at all levels um, mm -hmm. still from me mm -hmm. um, and you know it's it's a lot that you go through but once you keep your eyes on where you're going and also kind of understand that some of these things that happen it has nothing to do with you mm -hmm. uh, some half of the time you're just collateral damage right <laughs> you just have oh, to keep going. <laughs> you just you just have to keep, keep going and you know you can cry about it for a day but get up and and just move forward uh, from there and see, you know, some, sometimes it's, sometimes it is you, sometimes you have to make a change. So you also need to, to, to understand those differences. Mm -hmm. um, and so those are, those are the main things that occurred mm -hmm. as obstacles, but then also me deciding to do this at a later stage in life, um, well, later for some people, not later for others, <laughs> right? But right. Uh, woman who is approaching 40 um you know you also have to deal with the obstacles of trying to deal with the entrepreneurial emotional roller coaster as well as trying to find that life life partner so actively putting time into you know going out and dating and mm -hmm. with that additional <laughs> additional <emotion. laughs> that time that's definitely time and energy um that's no. something that I that we don't talk about enough as as women building businesses because it's important. I mean, whereas a man can, it, not that it's not important to men to have families, but at the end of the day, they can say, I'm 50 and I'm ready to start a family and just get a young girl. <laughs> That's a whole nother um, session, by the way, but yes. <laughs> I just brought that up because of you know, the, the obstacles that... Yeah. along the path of building this business but absolutely no i i appreciate you 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 laying those out and it's so very real i mean who who thinks about that you mentioned you have to learn immigration technology and hr in the process of starting this business so i mean three different different areas of function and then you're learning, you know, how, you know, dealing with your own imposter syndrome because of where you've come from 
in the sense of you can't have these great ideas and you, you should have paid your dues already. You're too young. And then the stage of life that you're in, right? Your stage of life that kind of puts that pressure to say, well, how do I balance all of these things? And as I'm going on this emotional roller coaster, as you call it, of being an entrepreneur. And so I appreciate that transparency because so often we don't talk about those those key areas and they're all colliding together in the process of pursuing what you're very passionate about and, pur- and purposeful and, and want to do. Um, and then in that, like, how did you have to address specifically, as you mentioned, talking about that imposter syndrome, and I've written articles on that. How did you have to address the belief of being a newbie in the space so that you could still say, but I'm going to move forward anyway? How did you have to address those moments of self-doubt or being like, feeling like I'm just, I'm so new at this. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, um, a lot of it has to do with constantly learning and not and not slacking mm-hmm. off on, on learning things and also acknowledging when you don't know things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also important to surround yourself with people who are in the space mm-hmm. or even the people, just business people on a whole who may be at your level of thinking or, mm-hmm. or at a higher level. Mm-hmm. Um, because those are the people who are going to call you out and be like, you know, right. What are you saying? What you're saying? That's nonsense. Or, mm-hmm. or you know, that's really a good point. Let's talk about it some more. Right. And that's how you kind of get um, get over this uh, newbie thing. And then also to think that you know you're always a newbie. True. <laughs> True. Good point. Varying levels of newbie. <laughs> I love that. But say that again, please, Melissa. Say that again. You're just you're always a newbie. You're just yep. varying levels of newbie. <laughs> yeah. Um but also to just, you know, I remember I remember one day I was in a room full of people having conversations and people looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, what are you talking about? Right. Mm-hmm. And just three days later, I was in another room of people who are leaders in the space and talking to them about my idea and they be, them being fascinated and wanting to talk to me more, right? Mm-hmm. And so that, um, that kind of thing is helpful, you know, just putting yourself out there and talking about it. Because if you don't talk about it, you know, you, you end up with these stories that you create in your mind mm-hmm. <laughs> about how you're doing. <laughs> when yeah. Sometimes they're just not, they're just not the reality of things, right? Um, and if you don't know the reality of things, you can't address things properly. Um, so th- that's those are some of the ways that I, um, yeah. you know, went around this the, the newbie situation. And then I and I, you know, I put myself out there to try and help people. To um, I remember the University of Miami asking me to come in and talk to their students about the process, mm-hmm. and I. At first, I was like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, but you go and you do it and you realize that you do have the knowledge mm. um, and, mm. you know, what, what you have, people want to hear. And it's helpful, mm. to them, even though you think it might be not enough because your vision is so much bigger. Mm. Um, the the, the okay. small amount that you do think that, you know, is a lot to somebody else. Right. Oh, that's good. I, I love you said a few things that I'm just soaking in right now. One is say I'm going to say it again and you can say it again at some points. Like there's various levels of being a newbie. Like you're always a newbie. I love that. If I could just maybe I'll put that on a, on a wall somewhere. It's like you're always a newbie because I think we forget that that we're evolving every single day, week, month, year. 
And we're always going to be a newbie at something. And so to and I call that growing pains, you know, in different articles that I've written, because I think we forget that. And and I see a comment that's come in. Um, Sheree says, you know, um, we think that many of us suffer from imposter syndrome. when We step into unfamiliar territory. Absolutely. There's data and research that shows that the imposter syndrome feelings increase when we're in, we're doing something new. And it makes sense because we've never done it before. Right. You don't know. It's unfamiliar territory. Um, and so seeing ourselves always as a newbie, I also think is very important because it forces us to always feel like what you said. I always wanted to learn. I'm always learning. Right. If you feel like you've arrived, you've done, you never learn anything new. You're not growing. And so maybe that balance, of course, is that you always put yourself in a position to be learning and to surround yourself with with people that you can that you can learn from or that you can, you know, and then to balance out that noise. Sometimes you're going to get a, a, a negative and then you're going to get a positive. So record the wins as a, a, the positives. It sounds like, you know, people that are fascinated with you. I'm going to highlight the, that. that. <laughs> I'm going to replay that in my head as opposed to replaying the, the ones that weren't so unless it's good and valuable and constructive exactly. feedback. Right. Exactly. And, and, and sometimes it's um sometimes it's not so much you have to also know your audience, right? So if mm-hmm. your audience is not in your space, mm-hmm. you have to work on your delivery. Mm, good, yeah. Right. You have to work on your li- delivery. Don't expect them to know all these uh, fancy terminologies that are used in your space. Work mm-hmm. on your delivery, and then you can have a, a, a decent conversation with somebody who knows nothing about what you're doing. Yeah, I like that. I love that perspective. And something you also said, um, you said, not minimizing the what we do when you talked about the University of Miami is like you're, you make a really good point about um, when we have such a larger vision of something and we're not yet there. It's almost like you see yourself at the finish line, but you just started. It can be discouraging. And so you minimize the little bitty things on the way. But you said to, to know to really look at it and say, but what I have to offer right now, I may feel small, but it's still valuable. And I think it's so important not to forget that is that, yeah, the finish line is down there, but there's small steps you've got to take to get there. So every small step matters. Uh, I, I love that um, in the journey because we can get impatient on the process to figure yeah. out what are we going to be doing? What are we passionate about? What are we purpose for? That's a lifelong journey, if I were to say. <laughs> I, I am generally a patient person in life, but when it comes on to like this, the business and I am the most impatient person in life. <laughs> Yes, I, I'm not. I could I could believe that. But that's what makes us ambitious women. Right. We we're ambitious. And so we have goals. And sometimes that that kicks into overdrive. Um, what I mean, let's talk about something that I think happens very often. And we we know this is, you know, sometimes I think we believe that because we're passionate about something and we're pursuing it, that we won't be exhausted or tired or tired of it at some point. Like. You know, and that's that's where that superwoman cape can come in, where we feel like we have to keep the cape on at all times. What do you have to tell yourself in those moments of fatigue or doubt to keep going? Uh, well, you have to tell yourself that rest is okay mm. Mm. Um, and take rest. <laughs> that is one of the main things. Um, and then you have to, I found it helpful to kind of, when you're in those moments, write down the things that, you, all the things that you think you've accomplished, maybe in the last year or month or whatever it is, 
uh, because that helps you to feel a little bit more energized to say, oh, I actually have done stuff, even though it feels like I haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of the exhaustion comes from you mentally thinking that you haven't done enough. I see Ida saying, yes, grant yourself grace. That is something that I have been um, preaching to people for the last, I don't know how long, grace is mm -hmm. so necessary, especially in this pandemic. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. We have to give ourselves grace and we have to give other people grace. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I myself it, during the pandemic, because one of the things that I used to do to kind of keep the energy going and keep going is, is to ensure that I have time outside of the business. So whether it's to do a sport, um, for me, that was playing polo or, um, you know, making sure that I go and have dinner or lunch with my friends and family at least a few times a week, just to keep um, that something outside of, of, of work, which helps yeah. to, um, to, to calm you a little. Mm -hmm. um, that All of that kind of left me um, in the pandemic. And so I just kept working, 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 working. And mm -hmm. I did go through a period of burnout. Yeah. Um, but when you go through these periods, you have to acknowledge them. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm lucky enough where I have a very strong support system with my friends and family. Mm -hmm. um, and I learned too that I have a strong support system with my, um, on the business side, because a lot of the time I had to send messages saying, hey, mm -hmm. this can't, I, I can't deliver on this. I just can't, like I, I'm literally, it's just impossible. Mm -hmm. And the response I got back was, give yourself time. It's fine, what, whatever time you need. Mm -hmm. And I was like, look at that. These people who it's business, they're giving me grace, more grace than I'm giving myself. Mm, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so, that's um, good. Yeah, uh, Ida is, is very, very right. You definitely have to give give yourself grace and, and, uh, and, and, other, and give other people grace too. I think I need to do a whole segment on this one, right? This topic, because so often as women, I think we are so ready to serve, please, in, in a lot of respects, right? To make sure we deliver, not that men are, this isn't a men versus women conversation, but just knowing myself as a woman and talking to so many women who who are, are goal oriented and just want to make sure the people around them, the things around that they're entrusted with are taken care of very well. Sometimes we put these deadlines in our head and these responsibilities in our head that maybe people around us aren't even expecting. And yeah. so we're kicking ourselves into overdrive. And in your case, if you would have never said to that client or whomever, hey, I need some more time, you would have been just burning yourself out even more to, 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 to deliver something far faster than they might have even needed or expected and so i, I think that's I think a vicious cycle because you're not doing you're when you're operating at that level you're not operating <laughs> yes <laughs> you're right you're surviving <laughs> yes. yes that's that's you know you're not your creative best when you're when you're burning out um and it's so interesting i want to make sure we, we we talk about that point that is to communicate what you what what we need at different times, right? I need a mo I need some time to do this. I need to ask for what we need as women, even when we're pursuing the the things that are exciting to us, and to let people around us help us. Yes. And if you don't have people around you that will help you, get some new people because you need <laughs> people around you that will help you. And then I feel like we have to do it all ourselves. Like I think that's such a big thing that I've I've been learning even in my own life 
in the past year and a half, especially with COVID. It's like, I don't need the Superwoman Award. I don't care. You can have it if you want it. I'm not doing everything. I refuse to do everything anymore. Uh-uh. It's not an award I want. I want the, the rested and recharged award. <laughs> and, you know, that's the one I want. So um, to anyone that's watching, um, please take a moment to really just sink in. And even if you're pursuing whatever it is, to take a moment to give yourself grace, as Ida said, as Melissa said, and to ask for what you need so that you are rested and on the journey. Because being an ambitious woman is, is a lot of work, but you don't want to burn yourself out sooner than later. Um, and what you said is super important about, about receiving the help because I am somebody who would not receive. Like I have gotten offers to get help and I just could not receive it. Mm. Um, and so that was also a part of, of the burnout is that I just could not. I w- and I was trying to do everything myself and just mm. not. Yeah, it was... It's it's around the belief that if we don't do it, it won't get done or won't get done right. Like we want it to get done and that it won't be perfect. And it has to be that way. And I think um, someone has said it before in other, you know, situations. But um, would you prefer to spend 100 percent of your energy to get that thing done? Or would you prefer to let someone else do it and spend 80 percent of their energy doing it when you have 100 percent of your energy back? You know what I mean? And I have a thing about like like the, the 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 balance of time, and this is a totally different segue, but I feel so important to talk about this um, because you just kind of struck something up when we started talking about it is like I think about little things now. Like I order my groceries, not because I mean I literally can see the grocery store from my house. <laughs> like I literally can't. I'm not kidding. Like I can walk there in two minutes. But so I don't know why anybody goes to the store. I don't know why I'm not doing it. Mm, I'm not doing it because that hour that I spend at the grocery store, I could be doing nothing. Not just talking about something else. I could be doing nothing. I'd be sitting, sitting in my, you know, in my patio and my deck, have a, some lemonade or whatever. I could sit and talk to my husband. I could do something else that's recharging me. That one task doesn't have to be me. And yes, by the way, they have messed up my orders. Okay, because I got honey, maple, um, ham as opposed to turkey this week, by the way. But you wow, know, <laughs> It's okay because you know what? I'm not going to die. I didn't have to go spend an hour to go get it. So I say all that. It's funny, but it's very real. We got to, we got to, on that pursuit of the goal, you got to recharge and got to rest. So I love that you brought that point up. Um, Don't feel guilty about the rest. No, do not feel guilty about the rest because I think, like you said, is it's, you know, it'll get done. It'll might just get done differently. But, um, but when you look back, so we just got a couple minutes left. So when you look back, um, on what you've been doing, like how do you think this adversity has made you someone that would actively help another woman or in the space, or you know, another woman in general, knowing what you you've had to go through? Um. Well, I I, mean, I don't know if it's necessarily the experience that I've had that's going to uh, affect that because I generally would normally help people, uh, mm-hmm. women uh, progress, but um, I would say you know it's important to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe in yourself, it's very difficult for other people to believe in you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay if people are not for you, just mm. move along and find mm-hmm. the people that are for you. Um, don't worry about what you're wearing. Um, you know, as long as you feel good with what you are wearing or how your hair is done. I mean, I remember I used to 
I, I mean, I still have my hair straight now, but I, I recognized at one point that when I pitched with my hair curly, I would not get a good response. Mm. And for some time I stopped wearing my hair curly and I, um, I kind of regret that, you know, cause it wasn't really, yeah. I didn't do it because I did like today. I just wanted to have my, my hair straight. Right. <laughs> um, but I did it because of the fact that I felt like I wasn't getting, and which is to me, it's not standing up for, for who you are and mm. you have to be when you're building something and something like me where it's not a pretty thing and nobody, you know, I'm not doing something that everybody's interested in. It's important to have people around you, mm. um, attract people who are in it with you for the thing and not for what you're wearing or anything else. Mm -hmm. um, you know, also like if, if there's a woman out there who is being catty to you, do not perpetuate the cycle, you know, don't be um, catty back to her. You know, she's going through something or she's been through something and that's why she's behaving the way that she has and you mm. can help her to get out of that. That's right. Um, I don't know. Um, no, I mean, that's, that's, it's I whatever you feel. I, I, I think those are good points. But yeah, for helping, and specifically for helping women, I think, um, I think that's, you know, those are the, the main things just you, know, you are you are important mm. you know things you don't let people put you down unnecessarily um, yeah. i love it that what you said too that's i mean it's some some great lessons on our way to pursue pur purpose and passion and uh you know i think you saw ida's comment there's it is so important to your point, because it's you said something melissa and i'll say it real quick is not everyone's in your business right or your industry and that's because you're pursuing what's uniquely exciting to you. And I think that sometimes that's that's so important to remember that our purpose and our passion is ours. It doesn't have to look like everyone else's, but there's room for us too to pursue it and to thrive in it. And you can be your authentic self in the process. And you just gave a great example of wearing your hair how you wanted to wear it as opposed to what you thought was gonna give you the, the most response. So I love those points that you shared. And um, the ladies have, have been responding as well in the chat. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for, for your insight. And I'm wishing you the best as you continue your journey of pursuing your passion and purpose. And to any woman watching, make sure that you tune in to us next Thursday as well. Again, for another episode at 12 p.m. Eastern, 12 to 1230. So it's only 30 minutes um, of your day. Thank you so much again. And have Thank a great you. Day. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you in the chat. <laughs> Thanks.